Hey everyone, welcome to JoJo's World. Good morning and thank you for the proud listeners of wherever you're from to listen to us above all other podcasts. You have so many options. So many. I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick Valentine, the other one of the co-hosts. This is our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Recap and Discussion Podcast, where we re- recap and discuss JoJo's Bizarre Adventure one episode at a time. What episode are we talking about today, you may ask? And I will say, no, you won't ask, because I'll tell you now, before you can ask, because this is a one-way medium. Wow, we really filibustered that. Yeah, um, let me just talk about the things that I think are relevant to this issue. Number one, cats who hate dogs, but not the other way around. Number two, look out in your mailbox for a secret message from me. Number three, there's still my relevant. water bottle. Still relevant, yep, still relevant. Number four, this is the 82nd episode of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure and the 8th episode of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 4, Diamond is Unbreakable, which covers chapters 294 through the vast majority of 297 of the manga. Nice. This episode is brought to you by the lovely Patreon, Linda Jing. And the letter B. And the number 82. If we had any other number, it wouldn't be quite the same. But Linda Except Jing? for four. What? Is 82 divisible by... No, it's not divisible by four, you monster. I didn't you. say it was. Yeah, but if it's the same as four, it should be divisible by four, right? I didn't say the same as four. Didn't you? I said except for four. Except for four. Yeah, all right, I'll pay that. Fact check with Liam. <laughs> Hi, you're watching Fact Check tonight. With Linda Jing. <laughs> Linda Jing, thank you for your kind patron support. Sorry, it's going to be one of those episodes. <laughs> so, Nick. Yes. Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. I'm a fan. What is Jojo's Bizarre Adventure? You are opening a can of worms there, Liam. It's more than... The ring came off my can of worms. I can't even think of another... No, because it doesn't work. (laughs) Why can we not... It's an improv dead end. Why can we not take the monorail song and make it something else? It's like the easiest thing. It's like it's already perfect. Shit, you've done it. Fuck him. Right in the eye. Dude! So, Nick. Yes. Yakako Yamagishi falls in love. Ah, What do you think about this episode? Off the top of the dome. Uh, well, it's terrifying. On a very close personal level. Because girls are scary, right, Nick? Yes, they are. <laughs> You've obviously never met one. <laughs> They're terrifying. They're over there in their, like, place with the other girls that do things with the other girls. And they're all like, ooh, I like small people. And then they're all like, you know what I love more than small people? People with sharp faces. You know what I love more than people with sharp faces? Koichi. Oh god, I love me some Koichi. But you know what I love more than Koichi? Super Saiyan Koichi. Whoa. A man with a future. I love him pretty much. Which means I'm safe, because I don't really have much of a future, but... And you're so tall. God, I'm so tall. At least taller than Koichi. (laughs) But no, they scare me. They're... Weird. Alright, this is a weird diversion for this yeah. podcast. Let's yeah. go ahead and cut that right there. <laughs> so, Yukako Yamagishi falls in love. Scenic Morio. So scenic. So scenic. Our friends Josuke and Okiyasu are sort of having a debrief about last week's episode. Mm, they're just kind of like, man, that was a 
weird thing that happened. Man, that Hazamata guy, what was his deal? Like, maybe we can find the arrow through him. Yeah, but, but he doesn't know anything about Chili Pepper. So this is an awkward kind of and standstill. Okiyasu's really sort of indulging his dark side in the hunt for Chili Pepper because, of course... Red Hot Chili Pepper killed his brother. Hmm. So he's like, did you torture him, Josuke? Did you beat it out of him? Did he tell you anything? No, he did not. No. Because also, the fact that Red Hot Chili Pepper hasn't killed him like he did Keicho probably means he doesn't know anything. And Hazamata says that they only spoke on the phone. Hmm. That's pretty logical. That's, hmm. that's yeah. good coherence. Hmm. Story adds up. Hmm. And then we get a, like, a cut to, um, to Hazamata in the hospital in traction with like, his face all puffy. <laughs> From being beat up. Josuke's right there going, I could heal you. He did say something interesting, though. Oh? Yeah, and cut to him being like... He explains, basically, the thesis of the, sh- the stand half of this property. Mm-hmm. It's like, stand users are attracted to stand users. Whoa. Ooh. They might be the uh, your enemy, a friend, a guy who moves in next door to you, someone who just happens to step on your foot on the bus, but stand users are coming for you. So what you're saying is, stand users are people that you are going to meet. Yes. So stand users are everyone. Mm-hmm. But only everyone you meet. But can a stand user exist if there's no one there to meet them? Yeah. Ah, shit. <laughs> you're one of those philosophers. <laughs> if a stand user dies in the woods, did anyone punch the crap out of him? <laughs> if a stand user is buried in the woods and no one's there to confirm it, did he ever really exist? Whoa. And while he's talking, we get, we get shots to around scenic Morio. We see the the port as he talks about how Morio is a small town, but it has a it giant has a lot port. of stand users in it. Why is there a giant port in a small town? Shipping purposes. But like, what? No small town has a giant port in it, right? That's not a thing, is I mean, it? Evidently, it does. Like only cities have ports, right? Is Fremantle a city? I mean, Perth is a city. And Fremantle is kind of part of Perth. I think Fremantle's its own thing. They got their own football team. Does that? Hang on a minute. That doesn't count. Why not? Like, just because they're okay. the only city in Western Australia with their own football team. So Perth and Fremantle are Perth is the bitter city. enemies. Fremantle is like a suburb to the west of Perth. Oh, city of Fremantle is a government government I, government body. Yeah, but like we have things like another suburb, Belmont, where they call themselves the city of Belmont. And that you, is you not make a, a good city. point. That is not a city by any stretch. It's like a small five kilometer stretch of road at best. Anyway, town of Morio has a big old port. It's got a it's got cool telephone poles that we also see. Mm, they are very hype. Very nineties. Mm, very Murakami. If you, Murakami. No, that's the author guy. Uh, very Miyazaki. Does he have a lot of phone poles? Wait, is Miyazaki the Dark Souls guy, or is he the guy who draws things? Nick, what are you talking about? There's a guy who hand draws all his animated films. It's like five centimeters per second. Wait, is it the guy who did a uh, One Punch Man? No, no, no. That's Murata. Uh, probably. I don't know. But there's a guy who like hand draws everything using. I don't think he uses. No, he probably does use Photoshop. But like everything looks fucking amazing. But I can't remember what his and name. He draws is. a lot of telephone poles. Yeah, he draws a lot of like normal scenery. Sure. And it always looks better than real life. When you're looking at them and you're like, wow, that's very pretty. I wish that was... Wow. Wow. Hmm. So Josuke and Okiyasu keep walking through the town and mm-hmm. Okiyasu is doing that classic delinquent walk where his hands are in his pockets and he's basically stepping out as far to the side as he is stepping forward to. It's just like, well, I need to show dominance in this situation by yeah. taking up the whole sidewalk. Mm-hmm. 
What a coward that Red Hot Chili Pepper is. He only wants to attack us when he's certain he's going to win. Oh, I hate him so much. He killed my brother, who I also hated. <laughs> Damn his logic. And then they're stopped dead in their tracks because they see their friend Koichi sitting at a, at a local cafe. Huh. This is a cafe that people go to quite a few times over the course of the part. It's just a nice little local fixture. Mm. So he's just sitting there all alone. Yeah. All and he's, gonna, he's drinking some, uh, some cola. Ooh. I thought it was an iced tea or something, but later he calls it cola. Mm. It's cola, but Japanese cola. I assume that's a thing. I assume they have Coca-Cola like everyone else. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But it's he's about to call out and he's like, hey, car. And he stops. <gasps> Dead in his tracks. What? Yet again. <laughs> What's that over in the distance? Why, it's a cute girl at the table with Koichi. <gasps> What? This is, of course, the same girl we saw last week staring wistfully at Koichi and or Josuke through the window of the school. She's tall. She's majestic. She's got long flowing hair. She's wearing one of those, um... School uniforms. Yeah, it's a sort of uh, lilac, I think, maybe. Sure. Or maybe indigo. I'm not good with colours. Purple-ish. No, it's green. Oh, it's like a turquoise kind of... Yeah, turquoise. That's the colour I was looking for. Uh, maybe. <laughs> it's a turquoise. And it's got like a floral blue. motif on yeah. one sleeve. And and she's wearing like a little, what do you call those things that you tie around your neck? Bow. Bow kind of thing. Classic Japanese schoolgirl uniform, but mm. also jo- jojoed out to the extreme. Yeah. Super stylized, but mm-hmm. super real. Mm, sure, yeah. And Okuyasu's like, whoa, he's there with a girl? What? Cut to the OP, the EDM remix of Crazy Noisy Bizarre Town that plays on this episode for some reason. <laughs> Just a lot of doof, 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 doof. I, I entirely <laughs> forgot this was happening. Why Why did they only bring it in now of all And times? I think it only happens in this episode. I might be wrong <laughs> on that, but I'm pretty sure they just play it once. But like, why? Why is this a thing? I don't know. Okay. But it's pretty good. I like to imagine that the musical director... Heard it within two weeks of the show starting to air. And then went, wow, this guy's done a really good job. I think it was part of the official soundtrack. But when was the official soundtrack? Because I'm just saying, if he listened to it and some fan made like an EDM remix, he could have just gone, hey. Oh no, it doesn't. Apparent, according to the Wikipedia page, mm. this is the first episode where a remix of the opening theme song, in this case, the EDM version of Crazy Noisy Bazaar Down is played. So perhaps there is, it is again, but I don't recall it happening more than once. Mm. Anyway, um, they're there. She's there, and they're all like, whoa, a girl. And she's all like, Koichi, I asked you to come to this cafe. I hope it wasn't a bother. And throughout this whole scene, we get cutaways to Okuyasu being like, I'm so jealous that Koichi gets to hang out with a girl. I like girls. I want to be there with the girl. Mm. This is my entire he, life. He's basically crying, and Josuke is all like, it's all right, mate. Come on, I'm sure you'll meet a nice girl one day. There are plenty more girls at the school. Yeah, it turns out that this girl, Yukako, is in Okiyasu's class, so he knows her. Ah, I see. Which means that he's the same age as him and Josuke, so a little bit older than Koichi, right? Uh, yes. Yes, that makes sense. So Koichi's all like, I don't know why you asked me out to this cafe, but here's a list of excuses. Uh, if, I, if you wanted to borrow some homework notes for me, don't know why you would since you're a year higher than me. If, um, I mean, if you need money, if you got financial difficulties, I can give you like a thousand yen. Or if yen. you wanted to switch after school duties with me, I could arrange that. Oh. But if you want me to take a kitten or a puppy off your hands, I've already got a dumb dog called Police at home and he's great. Name dropping. <laughs> and she's like, you know police? Oh, he's so cool. From here on, if police ever gets mentioned, can we call it cop drocking? Cop drocking? Yep. Cop We're going to call it cop drocking. <laughs> so, Koichi totally cop drocks 
police. Yep. And oh, then so cool, so famous. And then this girl's all like, "No, no, it's none of those things, Koichi. Let me just come out and say it. I think I love you." And Okuyasu's like, "What?" And Koichi's like, "What?" And Josuke's like, "Shh," because they're 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 doing that classic anime spy on date peek around a corner at this stage. It's not even a corner; it's just a tree. I think it was a corner. Then they moved over to a tree. Ah, uh, that makes he's sense. He's like, "I'm gonna go get closer so I can hear what they're saying." And then they realized it was all worth it. <laughs> Ah, uh, she's all like, oh, I've been so afraid to express my feelings. I felt like my chest was going to burst. I I hope you don't hate me, but I just had to be brave and tell you. And we get a cut to um, Koichi, his, his internal monologue, and he's like, wow, this is so exciting. I'm so happy. And the screen is framed by like lace doilies and everything's gone as sort of black and vague black and white. And he's just there going, girl told me that she liked me. And this sort of pleasant, soft piano music mm. is playing the whole time, which is quite a pop, quite, quite a nice little, mm. little song, I thought. I'm so happy right now. Everything mm. is going fucking millhouse. This is amazing. Everything's coming up, Koichi. <laughs> and then... Okiyasu is behind the tree like, Why him? No one's ever told me that they love me. Not even my dad, who's a little goblin man now. Josuke just pats... It's okay. Okay, yeah, so you don't, like, it's you don't fine. need to cry. It's okay. okay. We'll find you a girl one yeah. day. She'll be not a goblin. We'll sign you up to OK Cupid. <laughs> I hear it's got great return rates. I hear stand users attract stand users. <laughs> and she's all, oh, I'm sure you must have a girlfriend already, Koichi. And he's like, no, no I'm, no, I'm very I'm short. very unpopular. I don't think you understand how very few people like me. I don't understand why you like me. Oh, well, you see... You're a guy who looks like you have a future. You've got courage and conviction and your face has gotten really sharp recently. You've got that super saiyan I mean, I know what you. she means, but it sounds ridiculous. <laughs> I just love that Okiyasu's like, I have a sharp face, yeah. don't I? You could cut cheese with my face. <laughs> hey, have you ever heard of the ancient Japanese blacksmiths? They used to forge. <laughs> My face has been folded a thousand times. Now it can cut water. <laughs> Have you ever seen the atomic? Do you know how nuclear fission works? I don't. I'm the thing that they use to cut up the atom. All yeah. right. Trust me when cool. I say that's how fission works. It's like that episode of The Simpsons where they go to old Mr. Burns' atom smithing plant or whatever. <laughs> and there's a bunch of men hitting atoms on anvils. <laughs> And then they inspect his pockets and it's like, uh-huh, just as I thought, you're smuggling atoms out of here. <laughs> anyway, that's a bit of The Simpsons I quite like. Yeah. Wait, was this old Mr. Burns? Not the youthful I can't Mr. Remember. Burns who owns the nuclear power plant? I can't remember. Oh. The youthful Mr. Burns who owns the nuclear power plant? Yeah, so we've got young Mr. Burns and then we've got his dad, who's old Mr. Burns. Uh, I can't remember. Who I think started up the... But Mr. Nuclear Burns was adopted, remember? And he only he, he left behind his, his treasured teddy bear, Bobo. Well, yeah, but that's the thing. When he went to... Look, I think we can all agree the anyway. chronology of, of classic Gary Simpsons is mixed at best. <laughs> I don't think there was much consistency mm. in any of the backstories, which was part of the charm. Anyway, yeah. So I think the best thing about a man is when they look like they have a promising future. And you've got so much potential, Koichi. Um, you must hate think girls like me who aren't cute. Uh, this bitch. radiant statuesque beauty who, whose, whose magical power lets her to have dramatic flowing hair anytime she likes is like she's got some real body image issues she does which I mean it's not hugely surprising as a young adolescent teenage girl in the 90s in the 90s who probably you know all the other girls around her are making fun of everyone around mm-hmm. them she's probably like 
not that popular at school. On account of how she's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And now they're just like, yep, you think I'm, you know, cute, don't you? And Koichi's all like, I mean, uh, I, I, I think you are a person that is- And Okuyasu's like, she is cute, say yes, do it. You've got all the luck, I hate you. I'm going to kill you, Koichi. <laughs> Okuyasu's the villain of this arc, <laughs> driven mad by jealousy. He slays his own best friend, Koichi. And that's who the he episode. Has probably not interacted with at this point, <laughs> apart from when he slammed his head in that thing. Oh, man. So, Koichi's all like, I mean, you seem like a nice person. But I don't really know you. And she's all, so you hate me? Uh, I didn't say that. Then you love me. I didn't say that either. So you do hate me. Oh, God, what do you want me to say? And she slams her hand on the table, knocking over her coffee. And she's all, her hair goes all nuts and and Junji (laughs) Ito-y. Junji Ito emerges from the shadow saying, It was me, Kill him Ito. with your hair. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that one Captain Underpants book. Have you, um... Prehensile hair is the creepiest power. We're just going to put that out there. Have you read any Junji Ito before? I, I've read that one with the book, with the, the mountain. The Amagara Fault? Yeah. There's, um, there's one of his things. I've also read is... Bananya. What is Bananya? <laughs> Remember that thing with the cats that live in bananas? What? That's not a Junji Ito thing. But remember, he's got that one cute manga about his cats yeah. or whatever. Just to keep him sane. I was being intertextual. And uh, by that, I mean saying unrelated things. <laughs> no, there's one of his things that's like exactly like this, where a girl becomes obsessed with um, like a guy at school uh, from his manga that lasted like 26 volumes called Spiral. I've heard that name dropped a lot. It is terrifying. And I'm not a man that gets terrified a lot, but it is terrifying because it really just ramps up the eventual dread where you're like, stop, just stop, just, oh God. And eventually she becomes so obsessed that like a spiral emerges on her forehead where if anyone like falls in love with her, they get eaten by the spiral or something like that. And then eventually she becomes so obsessed with this one person that if anyone comes near them, she's like, hey, you shouldn't come near that person. They're mine. It's like, you can back off with that shit and then eat them. Me, I am a guy who gets terrified easily, yeah. so I'm not going to read it. But plot twist, she eats herself. Hmm, okay. Yeah, because she becomes Same. so obsessed that she's like, how can anyone love uh, him, even me? And like a, just, that's a real Ouroboros. It really is. It's terrifying. <laughs> so, um, that's not and what also, happens I here. That sort of, when she gets angry, her hair gets all sort of like, Matte black mm. and uh, where it's usually quite shiny before, like and um, straightened out but with weird yeah. contours. And that's something I think you see in a lot of sort of like you know the Japanese horror girl ghosts, mm. like uh, the girl from the ring or um, the girl from the grudge. Yeah. They've got that sort of long black hair that's very creepy, very ghost like, yeah. very unnatural. Or that creature from the evil within. I haven't played the evil within. The first one wasn't very good. I watched the let's play the second one, and that. Looks pretty good. Okay. All right. I might try. Pretty good. <laughs> hey, you're pretty cute. <laughs> hey, it's me, Koichi. Row. <laughs> they also a lot noise. I know. That's what he does. Just, <laughs> I don't know how many times I'm like, why? Just why? Do you reckon I could pick up a Metal Gear Solid fan by walking up to them and going, hey, you're pretty cute. And then just spinning around flowers in my hands. Look, I'm sure there's someone out there that would work on, but I... Not you. ...don't want you to ever try. Damn it. Flower guns. <laughs> just oh no, these were the real guns. <laughs> the hippies were right all along. 
Yes, so she slams, spilled her coffee, her hair's gone all nuts, and she's like, you made me spill my coffee, Koichi! This is all your fault! Yeah. I've turned into that one lady from Popeye. Olive oil? Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Um, and then she's all like, oh, I'm so sorry I got all worked up. And she she puts her face in her hands and we get a brief flash of sparkling tears as she's back to being all majestic. I just lost control for a moment. I need to go now. You'll see me again, right? And then she says that to him without looking at him. And she walks away without looking at him. Akiyasu immediately goes, You know what? My envy has turned to fear. Think I, I think I might have dodged a bullet there, me old Akiyasu. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. can have that one, Koichi. I'm not taking it. My, you just keep I that. feel like a balloon that's just been deflated. All my jealousy's gone away. Oh, it's me, is... Akiyasu. This is what I talk like now. This is lucky, isn't it? And Josuke's all, uh, yeah, let's just pretend we didn't see this. Let's go. <laughs> Koichi takes a nervous sip of his cola and, ugh, it's full of hair. What's going on there, I wonder? How did all that hair get in there? Because surely all that flowing hair and stuff we've seen by now has been artistic license about how majestic she is. It's not literal, right? Stand users attract other stand users, Liam. Whoa. Oh my god. Cut to the future. <laughs> Indiscriminate amount of time in the future. <laughs> it's 3045. Koichi is a robot. Mm. The girl is also a robot. For some reason, I got it in my head. Um, I think because just because of the name of the part that Stardust Crusaders took place in the future and like had spaceships and stuff, and Dio's <laughs> back and now he's in space. Is it ever explained before, before I started reading JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? Is it ever explained why their names are those names? Well, we talked about this a bit early in the podcast. Yeah. Um, up until, I think, part five or six, they all had different names. Mm. Um, and, and they were just like, you know, Jonathan Joestar, his his youth. Yeah. And Joseph Joestar, his proud legacy. And mm. Jotaro Kujo, heritage for the future. Uh, but then yeah. later on, when he went back and re-released them, he gave them all these names. But is there any meaning behind them? Or? I don't know. There no. sure is a tendency to battle in part two. We talked about the meaning of battle tendency in part two. Go back and listen to those episodes. <laughs> And of course, Diamond is Unbreakable seems fairly self-explanatory. What? That the lineage continues? No, that crazy Diamond is oh. Unbreakable. And Josuke is a diamond in the rough. Oh. And also, he's hard as hell. And that's why he doesn't need to be heal himself, because he's super cool. Yeah, but didn't he say that and if my he best gets friend. hurt, then he can't heal himself? So? Yeah, but he's Unbreakable, so he doesn't need to heal himself. Oh, he's so cool and tough. Mm. But also, he's a diamond. Like his stand, Crazy Diamond. The audio doesn't get this across. My face is very scrunched up. I don't know why this is so hard for you to wrap your head around. It seems like a fairly straightforward, like, title. But it's like, he himself is not unbreakable, and he has a thing called Crazy Diamond. I mean, Nick, (laughs) you don't need to fix things that haven't been broken. But, like, he already got broken once before. Did he? Or did he come through even better and cooler? (laughs) I... Yeah. Anyway, um, it's like the next day or whatever, and Koichi is cleaning up chemistry lab after fourth period. He's just squeegeeing up the floor yep. with a mop. Big old chem chem spill in the middle of the class. Student dropped hydrofluoric acid all over themselves. <laughs> uh, hydrochloric, which is the bad one? Uh, hydrofluoric is very much worse okay. than hydrochloric. I'm not a chemistry guy. Neither am I. Cool. Fuck chemistry. And then uh, his chemistry teacher was all like, Koichi, we need to cook. <laughs> it's Breaking Bad, the Diet Jojo's Bizarre Adventure story. My stand, Heisenberg. He's, he just immediately cooks meth. Yeah, the perfect meth. 
I can make meth from water. That's where I get my blue colour from. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Uh, then suddenly there's a hand on his shoulder and <laughs> it's Yukako right behind him. What? What are you doing in the chemistry lab after fourth period? Yukako? No, actually, she asks him that. Oh, what are you doing in the chemistry <laughs> lab after fourth period, Koichi? I'm cleaning. You can see because I'm holding this mop in my hands. That seems pretty self-explanatory. Don't know why I asked. I'm sorry I said some weird stuff. She's talking fairly normally. That yeah. soft piano music is back. I'm sorry I said some fairly strange stuff yesterday, Koichi. I, I get all up inside my own head when I think too hard about things. I need to be more broad-minded. You know, I get fixated on things that I shouldn't get fixated on. And she on. goes over to like the hand wash station and is like nervously playing with her fingers. With, with her back to her. <laughs> She's nervously playing with her fingers. Yeah, she is. Just a lot of... Uh, I, can't, I like, think that you're she's like... She's basically twiddling her thumbs with her index fingers. When you said that, I thought she was like, what's the thing where you put your hands oh, together? and you make like a creature like no. this? Rah, 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 rah. <laughs> I mean, no, I meant like you put your hands together, like in a clappy kind of thing. You twist them around and then you do the... Oh, are we doing like twiddle. Naruto power motions? Like the weird twiddly fingers up oh, and wait, down? Yeah. Here is the church. Yeah. Here is the steep. This is a joke from The Adventures of Lena and Woodley, a good Australian sitcom. <laughs> Man, we're going full Here Australia is the church. Today. Yeah. Here is the steeple. Uh-huh. Open it up and, oh, no one came again this week. Because <laughs> you fold your hands such that your, such that your hands are empty. <laughs> um, no, it's like you put your hands together, you flip them round, and then you put your fingers... Nick through. is making hand motions, not unlike a Naruto would make, to do some sort of... And then, like, you turn into a log spell. Your two middle fingers are in the middle and you just twiddle them around. For no discernible reason. But it's like, you can't physically do it unless you cheat. So, like, the idea is, like, it's a visual illusion when you, like, flip the hands upside down. Yeah, I kind of like. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, exactly. It's like your thumb. It's like this thing that I'm not doing right, where I'm looking like I'm taking my thumb off, but I'm doing it very poorly. You mean like that? So like I don't. Because <laughs> you're doing it on your thumb. You're meant to do it on the top of your index finger. Like that? Not quite. That's still my better, thumb. Better, but not quite. <laughs> how Magic. Hard, how, how bad can we possibly be? This is the power of my stand. Sticky finger. No, that's, that's stand in future. This is the power of my stand. It allows me to pull the top of my can, finger off. Can I take a video of this that we can put online on the Twitter? No. Just to show how bad we are at doing magic? Nope. Oh. <laughs> we'll take this secret to our graves. <laughs> Man, I'm really glad we didn't record that on a deep level because we are really bad at magic. Hey, Nick. Yeah. Was this your card? No. Oh, I don't have a card in my hands, but, but imagine if I did. That would have been good. <laughs> hey, Nick. I've been learning to shuffle recently, so I was looking around to see if my deck was within arm's reach, but it wasn't. <laughs> and then I'd probably just go, no, still, no, I, I didn't pick a card, Liam. Whose card is that? <gasps> Hang on, I've got something for this. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, Nick. Yeah. Is this your money? <laughs> Yep. Okay, Liam's got his wallet. He's shuffling around in his wallet. Oh no, I don't have it anymore. I thought I had your Game Cloud business card in my wallet. Oh god. <laughs> and I was going to say, was this your card? Hang on, do you want me to give you one? No, just the moment's passed. Let's oh, keep going. All right, well, we, we would have one of these. Here anyway. we are. We were saying we've got to record like three things today, so let's keep it tight. And here we are talking about bad magic tricks for ten minutes. Let's keep going. Okay, so basically she looks calmer, but she still looks obviously a little bit pent up and... Mm. 
kind of nervous. Can we still be friends, Koichi? Well, well, yes, of course we can be friends. That's not even a question. Oh, thank goodness. I, I was so afraid that you hated me that I couldn't sleep all night. Anyway, I stayed up all night knitting you this sweater that I can give you now that we're friends. I knew how tall you were, but I had to estimate how broad your shoulders were and looks like I got it just right. And we're right back in creepy territory. Uh... Also, I made you this good luck charm and also all this very elaborate lunch. Uh... I went to the fish market this morning to buy these... Shrimp, or prawns as we call them here in Australia. No, aren't they two different things? I don't care. <laughs> you can't get this freshness at the store, mate! Uh... And there's this dish that she mentions that I only, I barely managed to write the name down for. Flounder... I think it starts with a T. No, it's no. with an M. Oh, shit. Manure, I thought it was. Manure? Liam. Yeah. I mean, that is basically what I've written down. Liam. It's Japanese cuisine. I took all the bones out with tweezers. One by one. Just like I'll take all of your bones out with tweezers, Koichi. Koichi's in a monologue. Okay, well, this is fucked up. This is really escalated. Uh, I do not trust this and at all. And she's like, open wide. Ah. And he's all like, oh God, oh God. I can't accept it because that means that she'll think that I'm really into her. But I can't not accept it because that means that she'll think yeah, that so I'm this is enemy. Yeah, so this is something that I learned about in conversations about Terrace House, the Japanese reality show, mm-hmm. um, where apparently in Japanese culture, like a woman cooking for a man is like a very sort of ritualized courtship right dating thing yeah. so by accepting this lunch there would like be a lot of subtext there right i see More... so it's not just a funny little thing that's happening mm. it's like a genuine japanese cultural act of except the lunch koichi that's my understanding of the matter i think i think i've well established my bona fides about lack of bona fides <laughs> re japanese culture on this show but that's my understanding of the matter yeah at this point i also asked if hmm did Araki have like a stalker maybe where this has happened or something? Well, let's let's take a moment aside now to talk about Let's keep it loosey goosey after saying we shouldn't. No, keep no, this it is relevant. This yeah. is this is let's just t- uh, we we've alluded to the fact that like, Yukako stand is prehensile hair, so let's get it out of the way now okay. while we're talking yep. about influences. Mm-hmm. Because I'm gonna refer you to Hey Nick, shut up for a second. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. right. There's a new author's note this week that I forgot about till just now. Get out of here. What? Our friend, Hirohiko Araki, yep. has this to say. Come on, be about stalkers. At the top of volume 32. Be about stalkers. Araki Hirohiko's top 10 That's Fucking Scary movie list. <gasps> yes. Parentheses. The ones where you say, no, make it stop, but watch it anyway. <laughs> Number one. The Night of the Living Dead. Ooh, good choice. Number two, Jaws. Also good choice. Number three, Johnny Got His Gun. What? Number four, Mississippi Burning. Uh, that sounds scary. Number five, Platoon. Ooh. Not a horror movie as far as I understand. But let's be honest, very horrific. Number six, Papillon. Sure. Number seven, Halloween 4. Why 4 specifically? Um, let me check. If that's Halloween Season of the Witch, which it might be, that might be not what it's called. Um, Season of the Witch. <laughs> oh, no, that's The Return of Michael Myers. Anyway, there was a conversation about this on the Flophouse recently, mm-hmm. where the the, Hall- the one Halloween movie that introduces, like, all the cult and ritual bullshit to the Halloween franchise was, at the time, to write it as, like, the worst and, like, a portrayal of everything the franchise stood for. Yeah. But, at least according to the host of the Flophouse, is now looked back on as the only good one. <laughs> Well, that's good to know. Mm. Um, yes. Anyway, back to the list. Halloween 4. 
Number eight, Lord of the Flies. Also not a horror movie. Scary but also in a terrifying. very real way. Yes. Number nine, Silence of the Lambs. Ooh, good choice. Number ten, Alien. <gasps> yes, good choice. Oh, he has good taste. Anyway, back to what we were actually talking about, which is the Jojo Vele commentary for Yukako Stand, which goes unnamed in this arc, but is called Love Deluxe. Oh, it goes unnamed in the arc. I believe so. Maybe wrong, but I believe so. Okay. A horror that's close to you in your daily life. Like misery, maybe. In shoujo comics in the 80s, girls were objects to be longed for. But from the 90s on, there were more stories with strong girls in lead roles. Hmm. That Mm. does sound about right. Yeah. For the 90s. Makes sense. Hmm. Nice. Misery is, of course, a film and novel by Stephen King. It's terrifying. It's about a, a man, I believe he's an author, who is driving through the mountains and his car crashes and he gets kidnapped by a crazy fan of his who breaks his legs and chains him to a bed. Don't worry, you'll get better and you'll love me because I'm normal and you're normal and we'll be happy forever. So happy together. Ba-da-ba-ba-da-bum. Crack! Did you hear that? Those were your legs. Gosh. <laughs> That's pretty much the film, isn't That's it? That's dark. Love Deluxe is a um, the fourth studio album by the English band Sade. <gasps> Sade! Isn't that um, the lady who's the, like, head? Well, yes, it's um, one of those bands where it's named after the, sort of the front person. Mm. Um, I know them. They made... Um, Sade those... Adu. Yeah, they made those really chill songs mm. that are like... Their music features elements of soul, quiet storm. Yep. I'm going to yep. put a pin in that and figure <laughs> out what that is in a moment. I think I know what that Smooth is. Smooth jazz and sophistopop. Oh, man, it is 100% all of those things. She has a song, uh, I think it's on their first album. Quiet Storm is a radio format and super genre (laughs) of contemporary R&B, jazz, fusion, and pop music characterized by understated melodynamic slow tempos and relaxed rhythms. Yeah. You were saying? Yeah, um, one of their songs, when we, uh, because I do some stuff as an audio technician and Mm -hmm. we have to have an album that we test on. Recently, it's been The Doors, but before that, it was Sade. And, like, the first song is always so fucking chill. <laughs> and the guy who runs the place was like, oh, God damn it, that voice. That super sultry, sexy voice. And I was like, I don't get it. What's so sexy about it? After about the hundredth time of listening to it, I was like, that goddamn sexy <laughs> voice. It's so downplayed, but so good. But yeah, Sade. Very uh, chill. Amy Linden of Entertainment Weekly stated, The album surges with emotion, but the mostly lush ambient music on Love Deluxe is low on the oomph meter. It's not what you'd call a banger. It's more what you'd call a A banger. A slow jam. A bang-ay. Anyway. We see her. She's fiddling around uh, with this food. Eat up. We can't accept it. And then he's all like, oh, how am I going to get out of this awkward situation? It's a catch-22 in the most literal of ways. Yeah, there are 22 things and he has to catch them. Nick, name those things. Uh, it's a prawn, it's a shrimp, it's a fish, it's some vegetables, it's some fruit, it's some rice, it's her love, it's her heart, it's her hair, it's his heart, it's his hair, and, is that 22? It sounds like 22. Sure. And we'll just fill up the rest with rice. (laughs) It's rice, it's this other grain of rice. Or different grains of rice, different individual grains. Only 22 though. Minus however many things, but it's moving on. So, another the, girl The bus. class rep bursts in and is like, Hirose, why aren't you doing your cleanup duties? Oh my god, I'm saved. Oh shit, so sorry, I have to go clean up this bin. He picks up too much garbage and she's like, Ugh, you're useless, I'll carry half of it. Let me help I'll you. I'll get in trouble if you don't do it, because I'm the class rep. We just cut back to, what's her name, Yamako? Yukako. Yukako, looking at her. Y- Yukako. 
you, you Kukoko. It's well established that I get the pronunciation of these names spotty at best. I believe it's Yukako. Like, you can't go, but without the nt. So it's just Yukako. Okay. Yeah. Yukako, Yukako? Yukako. Don't at me. <laughs> don't fix where I'm wrong. I don't need this I'll feedback. figure it out if I remember. <laughs> so Yukako's like, hmm. I don't Yeah, she's just like got this, this deadpan stare on her face. Very Junji Ito. Her hair flowing in the absence of a breeze. Uh, so we cut to the oh, and we, so we also see um, like an ominous sh- shot of her shadow on the floor with her hand up where she's got like all unkempt hair and mm. it's creepy. Uh, so we cut to the outside world. Near an open furnace. Mm, always a good sign in Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. I said that at this point I wanted her to walk up and be like, you dog and then shove her in the furnace mm. but you know that doesn't happen no alas she's like hey you stop bothering koichi and what? she's all like who what who is koichi why would i bother him? koichi <laughs> real arrested development style <laughs> just like him really you've got the stench of a home wrecker about you a home wrecker yeah. me i what what are you talking about you come in here like a wrecking ball and just ruin everything Bro, I'm just trying to do my job as a student rep. You know? Hey, I was trying to be classy and like talk you down, but I couldn't give a shit about Koichi. He could die and I wouldn't shed a tear. How dare you? That man is a beautiful national treasure. But also, you've got no right to tell me who I can or can't be interested in. I'm the class rep. Like hell, you're the class rep. And there's like a brief whoosh from Yukako's f- face to class rep's face. Class rep to class and wrecked. And we get a brief super close up on her scalp as dots of black hair appear in it. Suck it. Yukako walks away and she's all like, she's not right in the head. Actually liking Koichi? What's up with that? I'm going to tell everyone. Koichi's weird. I don't like that. He's short. Short people are the worst. And his face is so sharp. So... She looks over at the furnace and is like, hmm. oh, bit of burning something on the ground there. Unusual. Why hmm. do I feel so hot? And we get a close up on her eye, like on the furnace flame at this point. She's like, why does everything feel so hot right now? Oh, it's because my hair's on fire. Wonderful. Ah. Well, that explains everything. I better run over to those buckets of water over there. Oh, no. It appears as though something has forced me. I can't remember what it was. A big old blindfold of hair shoots across her face and she trips and knocks over the buckets. Oh no, I'm now blinded. Oh no, I better call for help with my tongue that I can use. Ah, ah. And that's the sound of hair. Restricting her tongue. Stopping her from screaming. Mm. And it's like, oh, this is bad. I'm going to die. It's freaky. It's pretty intense. Let's let's, let's not be real. And then uh, the hand shows up. Yeah, just... And the flame disappears. Scraped away like so many various objects. <laughs> Scraped away like so many problems that he's had with his childhood. Mm. And Okiyasu's there and he's all like, they don't even acknowledge her. Quite yeah. rude, actually. Yeah, they're literally just talking in the background and going, man, she could have died. Yeah. What a bitch. Hey, Josuke, looks like Yukako was a stand user and she's got prehensile hair. The creepiest power. And this like class rep girl's like, oh my god, what? What the hell happened? Well, Okiyasu, what are you going to do about her hair? My beautiful you can't hair. fix things. I can't fix things after your hand scrapes them away. Ah, my hair! And she's all... She's in the foreground while they're talking, like, touching her the back of her head and her expression gradually gets... With a giant bald spot. Yeah, she turns around for a moment and just see a big bald spot on the back of her head. Oh, it's so funny, but so rude. <laughs> And Okiyasu's like, whatever, I'm not a beautician. 
And then we cut away, and that's all we see of yeah. her. By the pool, later on, the next day, I assume. By the sure. swimming pool. I'm basically oh. just assuming that every time we cut away, it's the next day. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Koichi is down in the dumps. He's failed his English test. Oh, no, he, he got, got 16 out of... 100? I guess. I like to think it was 16 out of 50. Um, and it's probably not. It's probably out of 100. But I, I, I would I, imagine it's I like to think it's out of 50. Because then Okuyasu later is like, I've only got 32. Which, if it was out of 50, would be, you know, an, accept- credit, an acceptable yeah. remark. That's and he just have self-esteem problems, but not actually be really stupid. Nah, let's make him stupid. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's 100. Yeah. Yeah, so Okuyasu's like, well, I even did better than you. Uh, you suck. This is awful. Koichi's all like, I was so happy at first because girls, but now... Girls oh. by Lena Dunham. Um, wow. Wow. Now, Okuyasu says a line here, which is one of those classic, classic Duwang lines. Mm-hmm. Um, in the translation we watched today, he says, I get that. I totally get that. So much it hurts. Whereas in the old, uh, the old DW translation, Ooh. he says, um, let me just pull it up for accuracy. Was DW the bad one? Yeah, Duwang. Duwang. Questionable translation. He says... I feel you. I feel you deeply. Your feeling, I can feel deeply. <laughs> God, there's something so beautiful about translations. Mm. That also is very deep. Yeah. Yeah. Liam, I feel you. Deeply. Deeply. The feeling I feel deeply. Is deep. Is deep. So deep, in fact, it's deeper than the feeling I'm feeling deeply for you feeling deeply. deeply. I feel you. They all strategize for a bit. And they're all like, you can't just tell her you're not interested in her Koichi. That'll just make her angry and she'll kill you with her hair powers. We know she's cray-cray, so we just gotta make her not like you. Oh, Josuke had quite a good line that I liked. Where he's like, we'll have to convince her not to use her powers for evil later. Right now we're gonna stop, get her to stop being interested in Koichi. <laughs> I feel like Araki on some level is hyperlogical <laughs> to the point where he's like, human empathy? What? No. Logic. Come on, guys. What series of actions can we take to make her not interested in you anymore? First is self-preservation, then comes moral high ground. So their ideas are that girls don't like boys with bad hygiene or mama's boys, but Koichi doesn't want to be a mama's boy because then she might threaten his mum. And obviously that makes him not a mama's boy, so (laughs) we can't possibly have that. So they all start telling him like, okay, Koichi, stop showering and brushing your teeth and fart a lot. Yeah, this would be great. But I like not doing those things. And you need a snotty nose and some drool. And he's he's really sad. Uh... Cut to the next day. Wait, was that how we resolved that? Pretty much, yeah. But oh, they tell Koichi no. to go be a big stinky boy. and then... I thought Josuke was like, well, the only other possible way we could do this is by making it so that she thinks you're a guy who doesn't have a future. Oh, yeah, you're right. But, you know, we can't really do that very easily, so I don't know. Just wing it. Just leave it with us. Yeah. Cut to the next day. Yukako is walking out from school, and she overhears Josuke and Okiyasu privately gossiping to each other. You know, I hear that Koichi shoplifted a thing. Yeah, he told me himself. Like, he was proud of it. Oh, you know what else I heard? I heard that he was, like, messing around with ladies' panties. Yeah, and I lent him some money and he never paid me back. You know, I hear that he really likes hanging around the bookies. 
You know, he's one of those guys that'll... Yeah, I hear Koichi's a big wig in organised crime. <laughs> you know, I've heard just from a local guy that the Yakuza wanted him on grounds for being too evil. I heard a guy came into Koichi's house and he stabbed him with a knife. You know, I hear that he went to prison and then murdered everyone in it twice. I hear that Koichi got into a big battle atop Millennium Tower and then it exploded and Yen went everywhere. <laughs> I hear that he destroyed Mount Fuji just to show that he could, that no one else should enjoy the pleasure of such a wonderful sight. I hear that Koichi got into a battle with some Yakuza in a tower which revealed a second golden tower inside and then he went into that tower and fought samurai and tigers. I hear that Koichi has a loving daughter who's a pop idol. I hear that Koichi is available now in his last adventure on the PlayStation 4. (laughs) I hear that Koichi raises a baby. Oh shit, that's actually pretty good. Mm. I hear Koichi has a terrible sense of fashion. I hear Koichi goes out for karaoke and he gets good high scores. Yukako is like, this is unacceptable in her inner monologue. Mm. That doesn't actually exist <laughs> the show. Like, yeah, he's going to bring about his own downfall. Let's stop hanging out with him. Yukako, yeah, me too. Yukako looks very sullen and very serious. And there's a big gust of wind. And then she walks away <laughs> in a very like, serious way. Man, she's really intense. I'm really glad Koichi has to deal with her. <laughs> Cut to later on. Police is outside yeah. Koichi's house. Police! Just chilling. The dog of dogs. <laughs> so anyway, he gets cop dropped. <laughs> yep. He's hanging out, Koichi. He's hanging out on his bed in his PJs. He's wearing a um a Lucky Land pajama top with also with also the same emblem that's on Jotaro's cap. So is that like a brand in universe or I mean it is now. <laughs> Did Jotaro custom design that? And is he making is he making those fashion billions? No, no, no. Chitaro very obviously got his hat from the same place that Koichi's gotten his... PJs. Yeah. Unless his mum got him the PJs. Which, to be fair, probably did. He is a bit of a mama's boy, I hear. And Chitaro could have gotten... Not Chitaro, fucking Josuke. No, Chitaro could have gotten his hat from his mum's... You know. From his mum. Yeah, from his mum. He's a bit of a mama's boy. If there was anyone that he would love, it would be his mum. That wasn't that wasn't him. It's true. But, you know, it's a general expression. <laughs> it's a, um... In universe. It's an Albany expression. Mm, that's funny. I've been... I, <laughs> I was raised in Albany. I've never heard the term. They're delicious. Yes. Steamed hams, but it's Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Oh, God. Is that a thing? Probably. Am I allowed to watch it? Nope. I forbid it. Damn it. Oh, well. Anyway, um... I know that I've seen steamed hams, but it's Fist of the North Star. Dio, I made it despite your directions. <laughs> oh no. Jojo. Jojo. I hope you're ready for an unforgettable luncheon. Dio, come right in. All right. Well, Mr. Made- Joestar, the house is on fire. Remember when the mansion burnt down? No. <laughs> no, George. It's just the Northern Lights. No, that was Speedwagon. Was it Speedwagon? Yeah, because George wouldn't call his son Mr. Joestar. Oh, you never know. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So, it would have been more appropriate for it to be George because yeah, fathers. Yeah. Um, so Yukako walks off, very serious, very terrifying, and then we cut forward. Oh no, I didn't say Hamon. I said the Ripple. Yes, well see, I'm from Italy and I've never heard the expression. <laughs> Steamed Hamon, is that anything? I think so. I, think, they do I use... think that's the name of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> they do use steam at some point. So anyway. Anyway. So there's police. 
sitting outside. No, no, house. we're inside now with Koichi. Oh, sorry. And he falls asleep on his bed and he's like, I'm having a dream. Look at all this purple light ahead of me. My foot's gone to sleep and it really hurts. Huh, that's weird. There's a girl there. I definitely hope it's not that girl who's very obviously that girl. Yeah, she's got flowing hair and ominous purple light around her. Oh, you weren't talking in character. <laughs> no, I foot genuinely Yeah, hurts. I'm in agony right now. <laughs> wow, okay. Anyway, let's keep going. Push through. <laughs> keep it tight. Push through the pain. Yeah, just like Jonathan Joestar would have done when his foot went to sleep. <laughs> so, um, yep. Yukako emerges in his dream. And then he opens his eyes and she's at his window. And she's all like, hey, Jonathan. Jonathan? Yep, hey, Jonathan. Hey, Koichi. It's me. She doesn't do that, but okay. Well, she's, she's right she's got up that against terrifying the window. terrifying Junji Ito face. She's right up against the window like, hey, buddy. We're going to f- sex it up or something. Nope. We're going <laughs> to She opens together. the window, grabs him with her hair, slams him against the ceiling and is like, let's get out of here. It's sometime uh, in and, the future. And then she sees his English exam and is like, gonna take this with me. Oh, a man of the future can't possibly fail his English exam. Mm. It's sometime in the future. Like the next day, for instance. Ah, that's convenient. Yeah. Koichi awakens. He's like... He's what? in a beautiful seaside villa. Oh. Um, am I still in Morio? Maybe? This is a weird place, man. I could get used to... Oh no, the phone line's been cut. I could get used to this. Just like the last line of Breaking Bad when he's on the beach and he's like, well, Sal, we sure broke some bad. This is a Scott Ockerman bit. <laughs> when From when um, Bob Odenkirk was on Comedy Bang Bang, I think. Ah, anyway, nice. this is the podcast where I do other people's comedy bits. <laughs> Welcome to JoJo's Bizarre Plagiarism. So. He's in this villa. The phone's been cut. The phone's been cut from the phone line. Yep. Yep. And Koichi's like, wait a minute. This isn't a dream. This is real. Oh no. Yukako walks in with a food trolley. Big old food food trolley with like a lot of breakfast buns. There's some bread, some eggs, some Mm, bacon. mm. Generally stuff that I really feel like eating right now. But Yeah, I'm hungo. Yeah. I shouldn't have had that Red Bull. I should have waited until I had food. Oh, also sidebar, um, after Yukako kidnapped him, we just got a shot of police... Yawning, undisturbed, and going back to sleep. God damn it, police. What a dumb dog. I love him. <laughs> so, Yukako walks in with his trolley. Come on, Goichi, you're a growing boy. Sit down and eat, but also study because you've got a 16 on your English exam and that just won't do. Uh, this is weird, Yukako. So I've assembled these three boxes, A, B, and C. And if you answer a question, a multiple choice question, with the options A, B, and C, by selecting that box, you will eat what's inside. Note I said will, not can. Uh, uh, okay, so I get no choice in this matter? Question the first. (laughs) Question the first. Prince often sings about funky music. In Japanese, does this mean wild music, primitive music, or fantasy music? Uh, it's, uh, uh, I mean, it's a subjective term. This seems like a question that... In Japanese, mm, is funky I, primitive? What I think I'm trying to say is, because this is a question about Japanese to English, English to Japanese translation, mm. and now we're having to deal with it being translated back, I feel like we're getting a bit of Google Translate effect here. <laughs> is it primitive music? Prehistoric music or, or the land before time music? Uh, I want to go with C, the land before time music, because that had music in it, and I feel like Prince loved those movies. Sure. All right. Um, he picks B, which was, of course, primitive. 
Naturally. Because Which, of, of course, we all know that's what funky means. Yeah. I genuinely thought it was A, because that actually sounds like funky. Well, like I say, I think we've got a bit of a Google Translate effect going yeah. on here. Yeah, just um, maybe. And she's all like, yay, you're right. Ding, ding, ding. This box contains boiled eggs. Oh. I'll peel them for you, and you can eat them with a pinch of salt. Oh, well, that's not too bad. Box A had an eraser. Uh, and what? box B had soap. Oh, don't people die from eating soap, though? My, my love. <laughs> like Tide Pods? Yeah, literally that. <laughs> Bacon and eggs is next to your best, Koichi. Uh... Now, this one, this was a Japanese grammar question, which doesn't really... Translate very yeah. well. So, it's, But she wants to know what um, characters the Japanese word for contrast, Taisho, is written with. Ooh. And so she basically just reveals three different spellings of it. Is it this one, this one, or this yeah. one? And he's all like, hmm. And he points at A, and she's like, hmm. And then he goes, no, C. And she's like, ah, yeah. So he goes, C. Koichi, I'm going to level with you. I think you were just judging by the expression on my face. And that's I, unacceptable. I heard all those rumours about you are true. You are big in the Yakuza. You did get into a fight atop Millennium Tower. You were fighting with Mr. Showdown, weren't you? You filthy, um, Nick, filthy I think you mean Mr. Shakedown. Sorry, Mr. Shakedown. Mr. Showdown just sounds like a wrestler. That's my, um... I got nothing. <laughs> Moving on. It's the name of your sex tape, Mr. Showdown. Yeah. Mr. Showdown at Mega Mountain. <laughs> Anyway. So she gets really angry because all the rumours are true as yeah. validated by looking at her face and cheating. Now you need to eat boxes B and C. Box B... Oh. A and B. Yeah, A and B. Box A contains um, what she calls uh, vocabulary cornflakes, which as far as I can tell is milk with pieces of paper in it that, that have words on them. I think they might be from the dictionary or no, something. No, no, because um, in C... Oh, sorry, the other box was asparagus ah, right. wrapped in dictionary pages. That's right. Because that's how you learn, by Ugh. eating things. Ugh. Well, you know, punishment is the world's greatest motivator. Psychology has taught us that. It hasn't. But, you know. So she's all like, ah. And Koichi's like, if I accept this meal, that means we're boyfriend and girlfriend now. <laughs> so he stands up for himself and is like, no, you can't expect me to eat this. I'm Koichi, damn it. I mean, I can. I'm going to get out of here. And he runs towards the window and then... He gets pulled up by his head and slammed into the ceiling again. She says, uh... So I've put in, like, a hundred pieces of hair into your scalp, Koichi. Yeah. Oh, also she exposited a bit earlier about how she got shot by an arrow a while ago. Oh, yeah, shot by, um... Keijo. Keijo Nijimura. Mm. Mm. Except she thought it was a dream, but... Yeah. We all know... We all know the truth. He was just going around that shooting... That was no dream. Just shooting hot chicks, being all like, maybe she'll love me. Maybe she'll die. Maybe I'm the real Cupid. Wow. Oh, wait, no, it makes stands. Oh. Anyway, um... When you leave this house, Koichi, you might hate me, but you'll see that... I've made a man out of you. Yeah. I'll, you'll be swift as the raging waters, and all the strength of a great typhoon. You'll be mysterious as the dark side of the moon, Koichi, and you'll thank me for that. You'll be more than another brick in the wall. Sure. You won't need no more education. Because you'll have completed Yukako's intense training course. <laughs> and then she wheels the cart out and like, until you finish those boxes, you won't be getting the next dish. Wait, but I need to eat to live. And this is, this is the holiday villa of a company president. So no one's going to come here until summertime. I thought it was summertime. I thought the entirety of part four took place over the summer of 1999. Wait, what time is it? Is it spring? I guess it must be. Oh. Or autumn, maybe? No. Oh. 
Maybe it's winter. Explains all the... And even if they did, it wouldn't matter because love is invincible. Koichi shouts, help me. Wide shot of the isolated house on the the cliffside. End of episode. To be continued. So, Nick, what are our highlights and lowlights for this episode? Uh, Highlight is everything. Oh my god, everything. This episode is amazing. I like part four a lot. That's good. Me too. Yeah. Um, Okay, I think the highlight for me is the... Uh, the bit before she fucks up with what's her face, the student rep girl. So oh, like in the um the chem lab. Yeah, that bit where you're like, oh, so we know she's not normal. We know that she's crazy. And that she's got hair powers. How is she gonna? We don't know quite what they are yet. Exactly. But... You don't quite know what's going on, but you know what's going on at the same time. Yeah. So there's this nice little fun bit of like, so what? What is her power? Is she a stand? Like, is she's probably a stand user? Like, at we this know point. she's probably a stand yeah. user, but like, also other highlight. The first part of the episode was like, she's with Koichi. Yeah, that, that's my highlight. Josuke oh and Okiyasu spying on the day. Oh my god, so good. And Josuke's so chill throughout the whole thing again. Yeah, just like, hey man, don't it's, worry. It's okay, you'll find someone. Yeah. There's plenty of fish in the sea. Yeah, I'm really hot, so, you know, we'll find someone. Yeah. Yeah, I'm great. Each other, maybe. <laughs> low light? My low light. Oh, also highlight, uh, EDM remix. Just... That's the EDM remix for some reason of the intro. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Yep. Um, do you have a low light? I want to say my low light would be the... the th- Like, the whole student rep has gotten saved. They're in the back talking about it rudely. But then she doesn't do anything to, like, punch them or anything and be like, you guys are so mean. You she, know? she doesn't really get any further characterization yeah, she when she served her purpose. Yeah, she doesn't really go anywhere. Yeah. You know, it's like that bit is just abruptly ended. Because I thought, oh, something funny is going to happen here. And then nothing funny can mm. It was a bit funny, but it could have been funnier. I'm going to take an- another sort of, um, another one of my signature rants for my low light. Oh, go on. Um, and this is sort of, this is similar to my opinion of Lisa Lisa, is my opinion of Yukako. Mm-hmm. Where I think they established like a really cool, like strong and smart, like female character for the show. Yep. But then they sort of utilize them in a way that isn't good. My favorite. Yeah. So Yukako... Like, you've probably gathered, um, she's not going to die next episode. She'll, yep. she'll stick around as a, a member of the community, like these one-off villains have. Yep. Um, so she's there. She's, you know, the... Stalker of the crew. Well, you know, she she's smart. She's powerful. She's cool. Um, she's got hair powers. But all of her motivation is just reduced to, I love Koichi. Mm, mm, yeah. That's fair. But to be fair... Like, they do fun things with it. Don't get me wrong. Yes. To be fair, she is basically also Misery, the character. Yeah, fair. I would have preferred if the student rep character had a bit more stuff. You don't know that she won't. No. Uh, We never see her again. Oh, my God. Maybe in some background shots, but I don't think so. So that's the annoying thing. It's like you've got characters that you're like, oh, she can show up again, and then they never do. Mm. It's like Dragon Ball Z. It's like the dragon shows up once, you grant some wishes, and then he never shows up again. The dragon in Dragon Ball Z only shows up once. You heard it here first, folks, from Nick S. Ballantyne. Uh, What? Yep. (laughs) Sure. I mean, clearly my middle name would have to start with D, because I was D-O all along. Oh, I thought you were doing an initial D thing. (laughs) Oh, fuck. That would have been so much funnier. Anyway, wouldn't it, though? Um, (laughs) Nick. Yes. Our good friend Koichi mm-hmm. has been kidnapped by by his friend. I'm not going to go as far as a stalker or friend. I um, want to say stalker. I do. By a girl with st- who's developing stalker tendencies. Okay, pretty sure that makes them a stalker. But yep, go on. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like a, to be okay, human. She has been stalking him for the <laughs> past day or so. But I feel like for someone to be a dedicated stalker, it's going to be like 
a, a span of time there that maybe hasn't been met yet. Hey, I uh, I've put my hair. I don't know why I'm defending so. stalkers. <laughs> this There's is a, this is an unexpected Liam. turn. There's still people, um, Liam. Kidnapped, taken to an isolated seaside villa uh-huh. to turn into a true man by any means necessary. A man with a future. Mm. Mm. And a sharp face. A sharp face. <laughs> what do you think will happen next time on Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, part four? Diamond is Unbreakable, in the episode entitled Yukako Yamagishi Falls in Love, part two. Okay, there's a strong assumption here that she's not going to disappear after that episode. So what I mean by that is we had... Angelo, who got turned into the Angelo Rock. Yeah. Right? So he's basically gone. There's like But not forgotten. Yeah, there's very brief mentions of him where they're like, hey Angelo. It's like, what? Did that rock just make a sound? But that's it, you know? And we've seen Tamami come back after he was defeated. Yep. But again, he hasn't shown up that much, and I suspect he's well, gonna I mean, show there's up been more. two episodes and he was in one of them. Yeah. And then he got hospitalized. Oh, wait, do you mean Tamami, um the lock. Uh, yes, yes, no, yes. I mean, he's probably going to show up more often because he feels like he's already shown up once immediately after being yeah, defeated, sure. right? I've set a precedent. Exactly. Whereas Angelo, he got defeated and he hasn't shown up. That again. seems pre- seems pretty decisive. Yeah. For what they did to him. Yeah, but at the same time, it's kind of one of those things. They where did walk go, past him and go, "Yo, Angelo," that yeah. one time. But Yukako feels like she's kind of crazy, so they wouldn't want to be associated with her ever again. But she might... But she might show up and try something a little crazy again, but not to the same degree, so it might be a little bit funnier. They'll sort of um, neuter her um, her active threat status, but she'll still be around being a nuisance. Yeah, exactly. Like that girl in Wayne's World or whatever. Uh, Wait, which girl in Wayne's World? The girl in Wayne's World who keeps like showing up and being like, hey, Wayne, how's it going? Oh, oh, I think I remember her. It doesn't matter. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so she'll basically show up and they'll be like, we're trying to have a battle. And she'll be like, oh, but, but I'm Koichi, I made you this chair. Yeah. And so, you know, everyone will still be jealous. And Koichi's like, I don't have time for this right now. I'm trying to kill someone. But are they trying to kill someone, Liam? But what do you think will happen next week, though, when Koichi is stuck in this house? Mm, well, he's stuck there. He can't phone anyone. They're probably, they're not going to follow her there. So now he has to rely on his own wits and mm. his own sharp I face mean, to get out. Presumably his friends would notice he was missing eventually. Yeah, but they wouldn't know where he went. No, no certainly not. Um, well, I imagine... Uh, okay, Koichi's going to have to make his own way out. Yeah. Right? He's Form 2 Koichi will emerge. Okay. Right? Cell will evolve. We'll find out another power about... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Any thoughts on what that might be? Um, and well, will, will that replace his current power or will it be a second one that it also I has? I think it'll be a second one that it also has. Much like Star Platinum is capable of not just... just doing whatever the damn hell it wants. Yeah, so just <laughs> super speed, super strength, super time stop abilities. Star finger. Star finger, exactly. Super inhale. God, super inhale. I forgot that he could do that. Um, yeah, so basically he'll just emerge with a new power after he gets yeah. tortured. So any thoughts on what it might be? It has to be sound-based because Echoes... So maybe it will be, like, more forceful echoes. So, like, a physical ability to... Project sound waves or something? Yeah, something like that. Or, like, vibrate things mm. internally. I vibrated you at the exact frequency that I needed to just <gasps> walk through this door. Oh, my God. Resonant frequencies. Oh, that would be fun. He can just make resonant frequencies mm. happen. So he wanted to lockpick a door. Made the, like, resonant frequency that broke the lock. Mm. Ooh. Ooh, that'd be fun. 
Alternatively, he could do something like, uh, he could make it so that illusions happened. Go on. I don't even know where this is going, but like they made visual illusions out of sound waves. Sure. In the air, because mm-hmm. it refracted light in such a way that it vibrated at such a frequency. Absolutely, that it would yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. He'll, he'll do that, and that'll help him escape. I mean, I assume so. I don't think anyone's going to show up to help him, is what I'm saying. Sure. So he'll have to emerge with some kind of witty idea, or he'll have to trick her into going... dig deep. Yeah, he'll have to trick her and go, See, I am a man with a future, just you're not in it. Bam! I'm out of here. Do you think Echoes will grow, or...? I feel like he has to, because the only thing he has right now is slap some katakana on their face and then make them hear it. So there has to be more than that to... You know, this egg-based thing. I mean, I mean happens. his physicality. Oh, I reckon he's going to become more humanoid uh, as time goes on. Mm-hmm. Because all the other stands are sort of humanoid-esque. Sure. I think the only one that wasn't in my head has been Yellow Temperance and... Uh, what was Iggy's stand? Well, a bunch of villain... The Fool, of course. A bunch yeah. of villain ones haven't. Because yeah. they're, you know... They're not humans. Like the sun. Yeah, the sun was a pretty big non-human one. Yeah, that is true. Uh, also, this stand, not particularly human form, just yeah, a human this element. this is a sort of, um, a rare departure to stands. Mm. Um, it's just a superpower. Yeah, it doesn't have any sort of, um, ghostly apparition. Yeah. It's not like, it's like the antithesis of the one last week. Um, what was the name of? Um, Surface. Yeah, it was like the exact opposite of Surface, because Surface had his own kind of personality, and it was just being jovial yeah, and Yeah, this talking. is just sort of part of her body that can do what it wants. Yeah, it's weird. It's very strange. I like it. Uh, so yeah, like, he'll have to find his own way out, possibly by tricking her, and then she'll be like, maybe I was wrong. Koichi tricked me. Maybe I have maybe not that learned means that myself. He's not the good person I thought he was. <laughs> no, I reckon I she will. I hear that he... <laughs> Jesus. I reckon she will come to the conclusion that I have to work on myself before I can date people. Because I'm a fucking... Koichi, specifically. Yeah, because I'm a fucking train wreck right now. Or something to that effect. Sure. Fair enough. All right. I think that about brings us to the end of our episode. Lovely. Yeah. Mm. Uh, bye. <laughs> <laughs> if you would like to get in contact with us, you can tweet us at, at Jojo's podcast, where Liam does everything. Right? That yep. is the one. Uh, you can also email us at Jojo's podcast at gmail.com. You can uh, fund us monetarily if you enjoy everything that we do and help us get sick soundproofing and or better sound equipment at uh, Jojo's World on Patreon or you can even just kind of tell a friend. Our theme music is Joe Grassi by Nick Ballantyne. I'm so happy with that name. And until next time to be be continued. continued.